Greetings there, SE land. This is Twig, Anthony Twig Wheeler, here with another episode of Twig's SE Reflections podcast. This is an audio archive for somatic experiencing practitioners, students, folks studying the psychobiological literature, somatic healing arts, traumatology, folks working with clients out there in the trauma fields, trying to help them feel better, faster, easier by understanding how the nervous system works, how our bodies respond to stress and trauma, incorporating all this fantastic information, primarily from my perspective, coming out of somatic experiencing and all the offshoots from that. My name is Anthony Twig Wheeler, go by Twig, and here we are with episode 86 of a podcast series that you can find all the earlier archives for at liberationispossible.org backslash reflections. Here in episode 86, I wanted to talk with you about an idea that a friend of mine named one time as the planned collapse, and I've taken that with me ever since, said, yes, that's a great way to name it, the planned collapse. So much better than the intrusive, spontaneous, non Huh. you can't do anything about it kind of thing where it just takes you over, collapse. The planned collapse, yeah, it was actually, it was back in 2006, fall of 2006, I was in Boulder, Colorado. We were assisting with Peter Levine, Bruce Gottlieb, friend of mine, SE practitioner. Anybody know a name? Bruce Gottlieb? Good guy. I like that guy. We were on his back porch there in Boulder, Colorado, and we were talking about how it is that... Sometimes you just can't keep going. Sometimes you've been going, 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 and there's a limit. You know, there's a a real limit to how much you can just keep going. And if you keep trying to keep going, there's a good chance that you'll collapse. And how, how much better it is if you can see that coming and make it a planned event rather than a spontaneous, nothing to be done about it event. A planned collapse. You know, this is this is right up on another topic that we'll be getting back into sometime later again on preparing for surgery and kind of setting ourselves up, setting up our clients, helping folks prepare for surgical events and taking the time necessary after a surgery to make sure that your recovery is as smooth as possible. And we often have to walk our clients through exactly this kind of thing, a, a prospectus, a thoughtful plan of what to do when things are going to be hard. And in here, oh, okay, the planned collapse. Wanted to look at this with you a little bit. Now, of course, this won't be an exhaustive look at it. It's actually meant, as all these podcasts, as a kind of seed, something for you to think about, take in this form of thought, my kind of thinking, and make it your own, make it better than this, figure out how to say it better, different, add other things to it. I can't be exhaustive on the plan collapse, but I can run you through a few of the wins and whys and whats and wherefores and the cautions. I'd like to, to do that with you here. You know, there is this truth that we're, we're mammals. We're mammals and we live on a terrestrial planet that has rules and regulations, the rules and regs, as it were. And one of the rules that we have as mammals is that there's a corresponding rest and restoration period necessary for our bodies, for our brains, for our cellular process, for our nervous system, for our digestive process, et cetera, et cetera. Our bodies, incorporeal on this planet, have 
have a, a pattern of kind of going up and coming down, you know, the activity of the day and the rest of the evening, the the efforts of the morning and the siesta at noon kind of thing, midday, the heat of the day. Oh, you know, we hope that we have the opportunity to hide in the shade, get underneath some sombra, a little bit of shade in the trees and hang out a little bit, bring up back our energy back for a later push later in the day. You know, I don't know. You got to go pick up the kids, get things done. Of course, there are things to get done. And of course, we have these rules, rules on this planet like rest and restoration. Well, you know, I don't know. I guess you've probably tuned into this. I certainly have. Right now, these days, whew, some of us are going. <laughs> whew, speed of light, going, going, going. Speed of texting, speed of driving, speed of getting to that next appointment just about as fast as we can. We're on the way to the next thing before we've arrived at the last thing. And it's a, a you know, it's a sign of our times. Now, it wouldn't be necessary to be a sign of our times if our nervous system was pitched, tuned, like kind of moving over toward the sympathetic side where we were resistant to the coming down process because in some way we felt like it was dangerous to come down. We had lots of things to do. Things were dangerous. Things were hard, hard times. Lots of people in this world now, in the past, going through hard times, which is to say, this isn't something that is only a modern phenomena. Not to me. Not when I think about it. I think about trauma as a more or less modern environment phenomena as compared to the ancestral environment, hunter-gatherer foraging cultures of the past. A couple still left out there. And yet, anytime back in history, you could get somebody's nervous system to get pitched, to get turned on to where it would be hard, hard, hard to settle, where it would feel uncomfortable and dangerous to settle, which could give you the impression, the impulse, the direction to keep things going. I think of a, a book by Marion Shastak. Shastak? Am I saying her name right? It's called Nissa. a wonderful, beautiful book. And Marion Shasek, she goes down and she lives in Botswana and South Africa, hangs out with some Gung people down there, hunter-gatherer folks, and she talks about a woman who has a father, who the father dies, and in her grief, she gets just wrapped up in this turmoil, just really, now this isn't Nissa, I should say, Nissa is kind of the star of the book, but another woman in the book, she's she just really, really tuned up, pitched up. Obviously, having a hard time sleeping, having nightmares when she's sleeping, etc., etc. That's a good example of what I mean. You don't have to just be a texting freak to keep things going all the time. You could simply just have a big impact to you that made it feel uncomfortable to let yourself come down. Well, here's the thing. At any point that that becomes tuned, that that becomes the way of things, that that becomes the conditioning where... When there's an opportunity to rest, you keep going, whether that's because your schedule's lined it out that way, because, you know, some feeling in the nervous system says, don't drop down your guard, don't let down, last time you let down, something bad happened. No matter what it is, if the nervous system has been turned on in that kind of sympathetic fight, flight, go, go, go kind of mode, 
One thing we, as practitioners, can be fairly well assured of, although some people have an amazing fortitude and this can last a long time before you can see the assurity of this come to pass, you can anticipate a collapse. You can anticipate that that which went up is going to come down. You can anticipate that that rest and restoration process or just the fatigue and exhaustion is going to finally take control, take the day, make people need to lay down and not be able to get back up again. A lot of us see it when we go on a vacation. You know, you've been at school, you've been doing your work, you've been seeing clients, you've been kind of running, running, running. You go to one workshop to the next, you take care of the kids, you do all the taxes, everything getting done, done, done. You finally go on vacation and you get sick and you can't move. You get like two or three, four days of, what do you know it? Collapse. It's true. There are all kinds of ways, in fact, that we can see people's going, 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 leading them to some kind of future collapse. And that's, that's what we want to look at here. Because while we would hope, I would hope, I hope you hope, that we could find a gentler way down, a parachute, a kind of a staircase rather than jumping off the mountain, we'd, we'd walk our way down, we'd take some rest, we'd, we'd slow things down over time rather than reinforce quite such a major swing of the pendulum, you know, like up, 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 up until poof, I'm splatted on the ground. Hopefully, we would find some kind of gentling of things over time as compared to the collapse. But you'll meet clients. Maybe you'll be a person like this yourself at some point. I know I have been. That you'll go and you'll go and you'll go and there's just no stopping you. You feel like a powerhouse until then it feels like too much. And everything you're doing then is to keep yourself going. Well, perhaps maybe... Everything you wish is that you had the opportunity to let down. This to say, the longer it's been going, the harder it is to let that collapse come. It feels strange. Of course, you might want it. You dream of it. Oh, if I could just sit on the beach, I would just do nothing. Oh, if I could just sit up at that mountain retreat, I'd have all the space in the world. If I could just not get out of bed for three days, that'd be great. And that's the thing. Sometimes we want to help people plan this. Not, I'll jump to a thing here, not because it's a solution. Ah, please don't, don't, don't get into any kind of idea that this is a solution. This is not like the answer to people's go, go, go. Plan your collapse. Make sure once a month you have three days to just fall apart and do nothing. No, no, no. That would just be reinforcing these high, low, high, low, extreme swings of the pendulum. That's conditioning that we'd hope to find a way out of. We'd hope to find more nuance and range and oscillation in things rather than have it all just be so much on and off. Hmm. Nevertheless, there are times. There are times that we're going to see our clients and their go, go, go. We're going to witness their intensity. We're going to acknowledge that their physicality, their mental state, their emotional state, something in there maybe a whole collection of those th different Saibam elements of a person's experience have, have just been turned on and are getting exhausted. And should they continue in that direction, we could probably anticipate that something's going to happen. Something worse, something, something 
worse than they want to have happen, right? Like relationships are going to get challenged. You're not going to be able to fulfill the needs of work. You're going to get really sick and then be kicked out, you know, not be able to attend to work, not be able to do the thing you needed to do. And of course, we know from various parts of the traumatology literature, like things from Dr. Robert Scare, that even very small incidents, small car accident, five mile an hour car accident, can really kind of turn us off, put us down, disorganize our existence, really destabilize ourselves, partly because we were already holding ourselves in that situation. People, myself, I'll say ourselves. Hey, why not? Ourselves, we were kind of holding up this this kind of, well, this fortitude. Sure, it's great. It's, oh, you can do so much until you can't. And once you can't, that straw that breaks the camel's back, the consequences of it, particularly when it comes unbidden, when you're not anticipating it, when you don't have time for it, when it's not written into your agenda, when you, you had other things you thought you needed and were supposed to do one day to the next, to the next, to the next, turns out psh, your body, your biology, life, the universe, it's got other plans, knocks you out. No, let's not let that happen. I mean, of course it's going to happen. You can't not have that happen. But let's not just, let's not like think that that's the only option. We'd like to gentle it. That might not happen. But sometimes people can buy and invest in the notion from a practitioner like yourself, certainly worked for me, that maybe a planned collapse before you go, 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 and it all turns to, you know, a brick wall and you just slam against it. Maybe, maybe it'd be possible to find a time. Maybe you, not today. Oh, no, not today. Cause you're working so hard and you got so many things that you're doing right now, but maybe probably not next week either. Cause you have the graduation ceremony and the different stuff to go to all of these events that happen at the end of the school year, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe not next week, but maybe sometime we could look into your calendar. We could look into your calendar and we could find a window, a period of time when it would be okay to schedule intentionally a period of time where you don't have to do anything. In fact, a period of time where you're not going to do anything. A period of time when you're going to know that you won't succeed at doing the things that you're doing every single day right now. That might be one little way that I might start to talk about this when I'm introducing it to a client. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm saying that if you could get there, if you could get a person to look into a planned place on their agenda, on their schedule, on their calendar, an anticipated reunion with the sense of falling apart. Oh, I'm sorry I use it that way. I don't mean to use it that way. It's just that that's what it'll feel like when you finally lay in bed and don't get up to all these things that you've been anticipating having to do every day. It'll feel like falling apart. I guess we could say maybe just to give extra time in your schedule to really, really rest. That would be the first part. You gotta, you gotta like work into this with people sometimes because of course people doing stuff, their things, the needs, needs for their children, needs for their work, needs for their own psyche, et cetera, et cetera. Things that people get invested in, 
things that people avoid in order to avoid the collapse or do in order to avoid the collapse, all of this, all of this needs oftentimes some kind of negotiation. I generally ask something in the direction of, if this keeps going, what do you guess is going to happen? You know, if you keep going in this direction, if you keep pushing like this, you think you'll be able to keep going like that? Or is that going to cause some kind of problem? Most people, eh, most of the clients that I've worked with when I talk in that direction, most of the time they can see that it's unsustainable, that this feeling state, this amount of effort, this kind of sense of foreboding of everything being too much, it's going to lead to something something going awry. And that's around the time that I start asking if there's a way that we can plan a collapse. Well, that's that's one thing. What do you do when you plan a collapse? Well, the first thing you got to do is make sure that you know that you're not going to accomplish anything. Not in the sense of getting the email done and the backlog of mail and taxes set up or whatever. You got to realize that in that window, the whole idea is to give over to not doing things. Or at least to give over to not doing more than you can physically do right then before you get the next wave of feeling that says, I don't want to do anything more. The idea being that you're trying to kind of say to your body, say to your nervous system, say to yourself, huh, for now, nothing bad is going to happen. For now, nothing I can't handle later can't wait until I can handle it later. For now, I can let myself, I don't know, not get up. I don't know. Once I get up, find the next place that I sit down and not do anything more. That's kind of the idea. You know, it's nice if you're in a good space to do it. It's beautiful if you're in a lovely location. But it's helpful on a planned collapse, even if you're in a corner closet where you close the door and you just say, no more, no more. I'm not going to do anything more. I'm just going to sit here, probably feel pretty awkward, probably feel pretty weird, probably feel pretty unsettled, and even potentially like there's a threat as though something needs to be done that's not being done. But also to go ahead and say, here's gravity. Here's the weird feeling of heaviness. Here's the exhaustion. Here's the exhaustion that I feel. Here's the allowance for that exhaustion to happen. Here's the allowance for me to participate with that exhaustion and not push myself out of it. Now that is a thing, and it's a concern. A concern being that, uh, you'll see this, you'll see this in sessions just from a person coming off of an activation cycle, and they're in that discharge deactivation phase, you know, however it's going, it's quieting down, and people will say, oh man, now I feel really tired. And it's a fact. It's an amazing fact that once you start letting yourself feel how tired you are after you've been up, up, up for a time, whether it be a week or a month or the last 10 years of your life or your entire life, once you start letting yourself feel the deactivation that says, now I'm starting to settle, quiet, come down, it can really signal the truth of things, which is that you might be more exhausted than you ever realized. Might be something that when you're in your sessions with people, you have to help them see that, yeah, once we start letting ourselves feel how tired we are, we might find out just how tired we really are. And you know, finding that out, that isn't a 
that isn't something against being tired. That's a comment about how we need to learn how to respect and appreciate getting more rest so we're not fighting that exhaustion all the time. And a lot of effort to mobilize when you're actually exhausted. That's a concern. It's a concern about the planned collapse because some people who you really need to help orient themselves toward planning a collapse, making a safe space for that to happen, safe container, time, other people, not intruding, enough kind of space and security in their lives to allow this to happen. It's the weekend. It's a three-day weekend. It's one afternoon. Whatever we're going to get out of it. One concern is that once you start letting yourself feel this collapse, the sense of exhaustion that says, oh, in truth, I don't want to do anything. If I don't keep myself going, I'm not able to keep going. Once we allow that to happen, there is a concern that we could find out just how tired we really are, in which case even the planned collapse might be something that needs to be titrated, particularly for people who have been up, up, up for such a time or at such a pitch that coming down would indicate that they'd want to sleep for days or weeks or months on end. Might have to titrate this in there, huh? Like a little dip into it, uh, getting out of it again, back to the effort, little dip into it, settling just a little bit more maybe, and before it becomes so, so obvious that I'm not going to be able to keep going to bring that back out and kind of push back out into the world again. Of course, the reality is that a lot of people in their lives, in our lives, in my life, and in your life probably, you kind of just step away and collapse for in, ad infinitum. Just let things go forever and ever until you felt better again. So there has to be some kind of titration into this, which for some people might be slower, longer. Some people might have more autonomy over their lives and can collapse for longer, give themselves a week. Mm, that's real nice, especially if you got a weekend on both sides. That's nine days. Wow. If you had Friday afternoon and Monday morning in there, that's a pretty nice haul. You could almost imagine, I often do, that most people, if they have about that amount of time, they could drop in to the oddness, the kind of strangeness of not doing anything, of giving themselves more permission to stay in bed, or even if they get up at their normal time to not go into action to doing things, but instead to try to as Stephen Hoskinson might say, follow their impulse. Although I don't know what he'd think. Or Peter, for that matter. I don't know how he would think about the plane collapse either. But but certainly that phrase, follow your impulse, to get up in the morning and not do anything, but to follow your impulse with the awareness that you're doing this plane collapse for the intention of giving your body more time to rest and digest and restore itself. In which case, it's not a vacation. It's not a tourist trap. It's not the the opportunity to go see and do all these other things that you don't normally do. It's actually the this kind of attention, permission to say, I'm not going to do. First, I think, what usually happens, people feel awkward. People feel weird. Secondly, generally what I have found, it feels heavy, long-lasting, terminal, something that's just going to go on and on and on without end, sin final, without end. It seems at first when the body is getting that hit, oh, I don't have to do, and it's been up for so long, it seems at first that it's a really big drop that could go on for a very long time. And in fact, for some folks, it really, really can. 
which is a caution. And it's nice because really, most of the time, it doesn't. There are concerns. There are concerns. We have to be aware that it could go on longer than some people could have enough autonomy and security in their lives to support the planned collapse where it's a safe thing to do. But if you've got three days a week, uh, actually, for the real thing, I generally think three days is a little short. But if you've got a week, you know, you, you oftentimes, uh, probably not always, but you oftentimes have enough time to drop in and find yourself sleeping 8, 10, 12, 14 hours a day, watching the same movie over and over, not really getting to that little project. You thought you might do a little art project or you thought you might like file your papers or something. Days and days of doing less and less. If you have a long enough spell, you've got this drop into it and a hmm, slow mobilization out. Maybe you kind of see the end of the planned collapse period, the calendar coming. you got two more days. You're going to have to start getting back out there into work, get back out there into normal life, daily life, Gia, Gia, day in, day out. Whew, that's it, huh? Those last couple days, treasure them. When a person's coming out of the planned collapse, it's like, oh, do I have to? I mean, I guess I have to which is another concern and another caution and something to consider and even prime people for when you're talking with them about setting up the planned collapse. You might not be in there with them every week, every day that they're doing this. You might need to talk about it beforehand. There's a warning. The way out of this space from your efforts might not be so easy to mobilize into. Maybe you're excited. Maybe your energy's rebounded. Maybe you feel, oh, light as air and just ready to take on the world and all your challenges again. Also, maybe you realize that all that which you had going on before really was so much and too much. Maybe you realize that another week from not completing all of the things on the to-do list makes it so that that to-do list is that much more intense and difficult to get through. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Some people are going to come right out of this and just feel just glory. Oh, that was everything I needed. I needed a few days of rest. I needed to give myself permission to have a few days of rest. Mm. Other folks, man, now that I found that I had a few days of rest, I realized that I really need a whole lot more things to negotiate, things to talk about with your clients, things to help people integrate. All of that is true. You know, when you, when you set up a planned collapse, when a person does, when, when, if you help one of your clients do this, if you do this yourself, it's good if the responsibilities for the time that you have off of doing, 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 if all the responsibilities, particularly the basics, if they're already done, you know, rather than put off the laundry, rather than put off getting food, rather than put off, you know, filing certain papers or emails or something until the end of the collapse, it's much easier, I have found, to do all of those things, or at least the necessary conditions of them, the sufficiency of them, to make sure that the the base is done before you go into the collapse. That's a truism for going into surgery, coming out of surgery, spending this time in recovery that you do after surgery, as much as possible before going into one of these kind of events where you're not going to be able to do for yourself 
as per the planned collapse, you might want to have your meals prepared or at least food that's easy to pull together so that it's not that much effort to do it. Make sure that the emails, all of that kind of business that might call people back to, see, I can't be doing this. I can't be allowing myself to not do things right now. To get those signals to be fewer, farther between, or even non-existent at all. A full break, a hiatus, a sabbatical, time off, a planned collapse. With, again, the intention, say it with me here, what's the intention? To not do so much, to really feel how tired you are, to let that feeling of how tired one is to take the day, to allow it to really lay you down and do the mammal thing of trying to catch up on having been up for so, so long. So then, you practitioner, SE practitioner out there, oh, you know, I love you. I love you. Let's let's be clear. I know you're clear. You're clear already. Like, that's not going to fix it. You're right. Thanks for thinking it already. That's not what people need. That's not the solution. That's not going to solve their nervous system dysregulation. In fact, you could almost you could almost hear inside of this that there's a caution that you could be reinforcing dysregulation by causing a pattern of or you know kind of setting up the okayness for a pattern of do 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 collapse. Oh, but it's okay because I made it happen on the weekend. No. We're hoping to help find more oscillation, help find more pendulation, help find more up and down on the daily round in a daily basis. Here and now, okay, now I've got efforts to do. Those efforts, sufficient, enough of the to-do list done. I can rest down and I can feel myself rest down and I can get the value out of that rest. We're hoping for that. Sometimes, you see the extreme here, sometimes that's not what's going to happen. It's going to be go, 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 go. And when it's go, 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 you can see the collapse is going to come. And if you have a chance... If you have a chance to step in to a client's kind of perception of themselves, to help them see that that unsustainable track is going to cause a collapse that's going to take them out anyway, at a time probably not to their liking, in a way probably that much more distressing or uncomfortable, probably with more argumentation to the fact that it's happening, rather than the grace of goodness that I can't do anything and now I have to lay here in bed. I got the flu. I got sick in a big, big way. I hurt myself. I bumped myself and now I can't move. I got bumped by something and now I can't move, etc., etc. All kinds of ways that that involuntary collapse could come. And now I'm stuck with it with a with a fight probably. I mean, a lot of times, you know, it comes it comes unbidden, more likely to be fighting with it rather than, oh, thank you for putting me down. That's the jewel about the plane collapse. It's a very positive, very, yes, this needs to happen. Look, that's unsustainable, right? To keep going like that. You got to keep going right now. Of course. Oh, you're trying to finish this thing with the house. Oh, you're trying to finish this thing with your family. Oh, you're trying to finish this thing with work. Oh, you're trying to finish this thing with school. However it goes, you got to going, going, going and all these expectations that you have. And maybe what you see here is a certain lack of catching the daily round of, slowing down somewhere in the day 
slowing down enough in the day that you get that rest and restoration that says, I can keep doing this at a sustainable pace. Thus, the trajectory for a collapse to come. Here it is, a place for a practitioner like yourself to come in and say, look, you know what? I don't, I don't really think this is a solution for you. I, you know, it's, I think we'll have other work to do to help mm, your body not feel quite so tense, to help you have more spaciousness in your life, the way that you're, you're kind of saying that you're looking for, a little bit more space, less, less drama, less intensity. And I, I want to help you get there. But I'm, I'm also just noticing that there is this drive, understandable, you got all these concerns, I hear the concerns and, and they're real. I'm not saying you could just drop them and walk away from them and everything would be copacetic and fine and the birds would start singing. Not like that. I know you got things to do and you, you got to do them. But I'm just noticing here that if it was possible, if it was possible, I'm not, I don't, I don't even know if this is, you'll, you'll have to kind of look at this and maybe, maybe we look at it together. You look at it yourself sometime, but it's just an idea that perhaps there's a place in your schedule. I don't know how long it would be and I don't know how big it would be and I don't know how far in the future it would have to be for this to be safe enough to happen. And that's part of the point. We'd have to make this really safe. But what I'm thinking is that given how hard you've been working and how tense things have been and how challenging things have been, that eventually, eventually that that's going to kind of eat you somehow. It's going to drive you somehow. It's going to make something worse. And that even if you just had a little bit of time, and we might, we might have to, we might have to look at how to do this safely, a little bit of time, more time, a little bit. Of, I don't know exactly when, but but maybe there's a way that we could see on your calendar and your schedule a, 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 a way for you to kind of not put anything in there for a couple days. And, and like I say, I don't know how long. Maybe maybe it'd just be an afternoon, in fact. Maybe maybe it'd be a weekend or a three-day weekend or even if, if there's some kind of holiday or if you maybe see a vacation time coming up, you could see the value of this of rather than flying across the world and going and engaging all kinds of interesting things. Maybe, maybe this, this thing that I wanted to mention to you might be a, might be a better idea to, to think about creating a little window of time, like a little oasis, a little, um, you know, space wherein you didn't, you didn't add more things to do and you didn't even try to catch up on the things that you haven't done yet. But instead, you looked at the opportunity, the idea of maybe giving your body, you know, your, your physical body, a chance to, I mean, I guess, I don't know, maybe to just rest. You know, maybe to let your body just have a few days, have some time, where rather than having to get up at that hour anymore and kind of just go until the end of the day and the crash into sleep at night, maybe maybe it would be a, a worthy idea to give your body, maybe your brain, I don't know, like your thoughts, some space from having to take on anymore or process anymore or do anymore and instead rest. You know, I, my friend or colleague of mine, one time he called this the the planned collapse. We were talking about it and I said, you know, it's like 
you can see, I mean, I've had this and, and you can see that this is a thing for people. We go and we go and we go. And whether that's because of our trauma past or our present societal condition or the obligations we've put ourselves into, we're driving our bodies and our physicality and our thinking to just be on all the time. And it's like totally unsustainable. We're drinking more and more coffee and more and more B12 vitamins and all kinds of things to keep us going and maybe even real drugs to just really, you know, make the moment happen because there's there's no other way to get things moving. And you can kind of see that at some level it's it's just not going to fly anymore and you're going to you're going to collapse, but it would it would be more detrimental if it happened without having the opportunity to have a softer landing. So we were talking about the notion, the notion that it might be a good idea to plan that, to make it safe for that to happen. And that's what I was thinking about with you because, you know, I don't know how you feel about this, but it's almost like things are going, 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 going. And at some point, it's it's going to cause some kind of problem beyond just the fact that it's uncomfortable in this present tense to just be going and going and going, but it's going to like really cause a, a counter reaction. You know, I'm not saying you're going to fall apart, but I don't want you to fall apart. In fact, I want you to get some rest. And so what I was wondering is if you might take a time, look through your calendar, see if there might be a window short, longer, maybe longer the better, maybe, I'm not sure actually, because there's this thing. And this would be something that we'd have to look at together, you know, because I think you've seen this a time or two probably, that if you ever if you're ever really, really tired and you let yourself feel just how tired you are, maybe you find out how tired you really, really are, and now you realize you're just exhausted. Well, this is kind of a thing then, you know, maybe maybe because you have so many things to do, it's not a good idea to let yourself down too much because then it'd be hard to get going again so we might have to choose like to let down a little bit you know just an afternoon or just even an hour you know I mean some some people you could you could even imagine would need just a very little bit of time of just a few more spaces for breathing before they had to keep going again and in fact they do have to keep going I'm not sure if if you're in that situation I'm not sure if you couldn't look for a time, a day, a week, um, a period of time where it would be safe enough for you to kind of put things aside, put the challenges and the efforts and the expectations aside. And maybe if you need to tell people, you know, you're not really available that week or that three days, whatever you end up coming up with, maybe just, you know, step away, probably give some kind of notice to anybody who it really matters for. Maybe set up your meals, make sure that your your you know laundry and these kind of things aren't just going to pile up and create a whole stress event when you decide to come back, when you have to come back, when the time's over. But maybe you could plan out a period of time when you could let your body, and, and this, is, this is a word I use in a very positive sense at this moment, you could let your body collapse. You could let yourself just feel how tired you are and you could let yourself have the permission to feel that tiredness and go ahead and be with it go ahead and not have to fight against it go ahead and let it happen and let your body recuperate a little bit i know i i, I got to tell you 
you're probably thinking if you let that happen, it would just go on and on and on and would last forever and you wouldn't ever get back to your efforts. And and I'm, I'm concerned about that too. I think we'd have to look at what the right amount of time is for you, what the right, what we would call titration, amount of allowance for this would be, no doubt. And yet, maybe it's something to at least think about that rather than go, 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 whew, without even knowing when it's going to end, maybe there's a pause, a little breather, little space that could be planned in and scheduled in. And we could just take along with us a couple awarenesses. If you, if you do think in that direction that you might do that, a few awarenesses, right? That if you do it, you'd want to structure things so that it's safe and you can let it happen. That once it starts to happen, once you let yourself do it, you might feel just how tired you are. And actually some of that might feel kind of yucky. Your body might feel kind of super tired or heavy or even nauseous. You might find that your thoughts are kind of discombobulated. It's hard to kind of put things together. You're not as interested in things that things are, wow, I would think of them as like unconnected. You know, you just have one thought and it kind of trails off to another thought and maybe I'll do this and maybe I'll do that, but you don't do any of it. So it'd be a kind of a thing that you'd, we'd want to think about. Like as you go into this, phew, something to know, the first wave of it often feels pretty odd and um, maybe even a little yucky, but it could also at the same time feel just right because you could be able to say, wow, yeah, that's true. This is just how tired I feel. Once you get through that window, I'm not saying how long that's going to be because I don't know. And that's one of the things, you know, having some structure and maybe even playing with this, doing it a few times, like practicing letting down, practicing letting yourself, quote, in this way, collapse. Maybe... Yeah, maybe um, maybe we don't know how long it's going to last. And so maybe we have to kind of protect you to be able to get back up because it's important to be able to attend to your life again. But I bet, I bet that it doesn't go on forever. That's the thing. You know, I bet it feels like it would go on forever. And so therefore you can't let it happen. You can't let yourself down because you'd feel like it's just going to keep going and going and going. If you let it down, it would just feel like you're exhausted forever. But I bet bet that's more of a feeling and that if if you could find this safe enough window to allow yourself to collapse to allow yourself to rest at that level that says i don't even know what i'm going to do next in an hour from now and it'll just I'll find out when i get to an hour from now and maybe at the end of the day you realize that you didn't do very much or anything you didn't barely even left the bedroom could happen not saying it's a great thing not saying it's exactly what you want to do with your time all the time not even saying it'd be a great thing to do by yourself, but saying that that might be what happened. And if you were at that extreme of just like day, couple days of really letting yourself hang out on the couch, look out the window, watch movies, not do so much, ideally feel more, ideally felt sense, kind of pay attention in that tracking kind of way we do in sessions sometimes, but not all the time. The idea is to not do so much, just let yourself rest. I bet it doesn't last forever. I'm not saying that I know that it comes out the other side and you just feel like you're renewed and rejuvenated. I, like I said, I think we've got quite a, maybe some other things to do here. You know, our work is going to have to include other things to help get more of your own sense of vitality and resiliency and just fullness. I hear you. You're, you're tired. You're working really hard. It's not just going to go away from a couple days of sleeping. But I wouldn't be surprised 
if it was helpful somehow. In fact, I guess I took all that time to explain it to you because I honestly think that a whole lot of you, a whole lot of you would be really better off if you had the opportunity to do that sometimes. And sometimes that's entirely what our clients need next in order to get the sense and the awareness that things aren't going to be fine if they keep going in the direction that they're headed in right now. And we can't just talk about things to have them go away and be different. And in fact, a lot of us need to collapse, are going to collapse, and it sure would be better as SE practitioners if we could see when it's possible to help people do that in a safer, saner kind of way so that it's at least supportive and not only negative. So how about that, my friends? SE folks out there, I know you're out there, and I know you're going to think about that if you've listened all the way through here, and you're going to say, well, I know I need to do that, or I have a client or two who needs to do that. It's always a question how you're going to help people find the safety and the time and the permission to do this. And we're always going to try to remember, I hope you'll remember, I'm going to remember, it won't solve the problem. It just won't solve the problem. But it can be just ever so helpful, especially if that collapse is coming anyway. With that, my dear ones, for you out there, I hope you're not collapsing. I hope you're just feeling how vital you really are. If you're not feeling that vitality, (laughs) I hope you'll get some rest. Okay, my friends, bye-bye now. here's a tracking twig moment for episode 86. You know, there is a program in the SE world that I'm super interested in that I haven't attended yet. It's the SE short program Foundations of Disaster Response for Healing Professionals. It's done by Lisa Ledoux. It is coming to Seattle, Washington, May 7th and 8th this year, 2016. That happens to be my state. I mean, it's like only five hour drive from my home. And I would love to to be there. I really wish I was going. It turns out the timing just doesn't work for me. I'm scheduled to teach bushcraft skills in California at the Buckeye Gathering that same period, that same time. So I'm going to be out in the forest teaching people how to make fire and do things with axes and keep themselves safe in the northern forest. And that program that I'm so interested in is going to be up in Seattle. Here's my question, my request. If anybody goes to that, Will you let me buy you lunch and you share with me all kinds of great ideas that Lisa Ledoux is going to be sharing with you all? Because, you know, here's the thing. I don't want bad things to happen to you. I don't want bad things to happen to anybody. And here's another thing. It's going to. It's just it's just part of the way it is now. Maybe it was always the way it was going to be, but it's definitely the way it is now. And as SE practitioners... We're in a really golden and beautiful and also maybe even responsible period to think about those events before they happen, to have some awareness of how to support our communities before those things happen. And I think Lisa Ledoux has kind of put that together. She's she's in Seattle, Los Angeles, Addison, Illinois, all in May. And then she's going to be in Silver Spring, Maryland in June. I, I think she probably just keeps going after that. So I'm not going to be there, but I really hope somebody I know or 
maybe somebody I don't know, and then I get to meet a new person at lunch. Hey, if you go to that, let me know so you can tell me all about it. I'm wishing you the best. Okay, that's that.